But like, what was your response? Do you remember? Yeah, I told you that I had also pooped my pants. Like, okay, not also. I had never actually, I had never actually pooped my pants. Get off your high horse. I'm sorry that I actually lived your greatest fear. Welcome to a Healthy Push podcast. I'm Shannon Jackson, former anxiety sufferer turned adventure mom and anxiety recovery coach. I struggled with anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia for 15 years. And now I help people to push past the stuff that I used to struggle with. Each week, I'll be sharing real and honest conversations along with actionable and practical steps that you can take to help you push past your anxious thoughts, the symptoms, panic, and fears. Welcome. You're right where you're meant to be. Today, I have a very special guest with me, my husband, Adam, and Adam is no stranger to a Healthy Push podcast. He actually edits every episode, and he's truly my biggest supporter. Adam, welcome to the podcast. It's good to finally be here. (laughs) So just a little disclaimer, Adam is, of course, being very accustomed to being on the back end of my podcast and not being heard by all of the listeners. So this is definitely outside of his comfort zone, um, but we are going to do our absolute best. So Adam and I have been together for 11 years, and we've been married for five And we met when I was in the midst of struggling with anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia. And Adam hugely supported me throughout my recovery journey. And we want to start by telling you guys a story. It's actually a story that was in our wedding vows, and it's just really special to me and um, to Adam because it really kicked off the way our relationship started and is truly how we are today with each other. So one night I was out with friends at a restaurant and I remember just a wave of anxiety come over me. And I of course got in my head, I started with all the what ifs, and of course it led to a panic attack. And I remember just feeling like I've got to get out of here. And I left the restaurant in tears and I walked outside and I sat on a curb and I picked up my phone and I called Adam and I honestly have no idea why I called you Adam (laughs) because we barely knew each other like we had just started hanging out we didn't really know each other but I called him and I said Adam I just really need you to come and pick me up and literally without hesitation he said I'll be right there And within minutes, he showed up and parked his truck and he walked across a parking lot and I walked toward him and I just remember he reached out and hugged me and I just felt so calm and I felt so much peace. And that's literally how I felt through the entirety of our relationship. He's always been incredibly supportive to me. And that story is just really special. And there's also a little bit more to it that I want Adam to tell you. So Adam, when you picked me up and we got in the truck, what did you do next? Well, first of all, I don't know why I was just sitting at home on, (laughs) I assume, a Friday or Saturday night, like not doing anything, but that's fine. Um, So I remember we went to the local gas station and I got some strawberry milk and some Cheez-Its and some zebra cakes. And I offered you some, and you politely declined everything, so I had to (laughs) eat and drink all of them. And it's just so funny because Adam, in the cutest way, right, thought that those things would be helpful to me. And 
you know, if you're struggling with anxiety and panic, especially in the moment, things like snacks and especially sugary snacks are like not going to do you any good. Um, but it was the thought that counted, right? And oh it gosh, was sugary <laughs> snacks always make me feel better. So I don't know why you didn't jump at the, the yeah. opportunity, but yeah, I turned cool. them all down. Also, that is probably the first and last time I've drank strawberry milk in the last <laughs> like 25 years. I don't know why I immediately went there, but Amazing. Amazing. So before we dive into the questions that the A Healthy Push community wants to ask you, Adam, I think it's important to have some context and to set the stage. So when we first met, I was pretty deep in my struggle with panic disorder and agoraphobia, and I wasn't nearly as independent or adventurous as I am today. Back when we met... (laughs) Where were you at? Like, what did your life look like? Oh, so I was fully independent and <laughs> extra adventurous back then. Um, you know, I would kind of wake up and do whatever I wanted. I don't know if I had a job at that point in my life, but I don't know. I would go hiking or sit at home and watch, you know, TV for 13 hours or I would just pick up and... I would just kind of wander around and do whatever I wanted. Yeah. And life was great. It truly was for you, honestly. And I think I was so envious because I remember when I started to get to know you, it was like you lived this life that I internally always wanted to live. Like you had packed up at an early age after graduating. You left Maine. You went out west. You skied. You traveled. You did amazing things. And I was just like, in this constant state of anxiety and panic and fear, living in Maine and always wanting to see the world outside of Maine and just felt like I couldn't. So now that you have some context, (laughs) let's dive in. So the first question is, have you ever dealt with anxiety, panic disorder, or agoraphobia yourself? Um, I mean, slight anxiety stuff, you know, parking stuff being afraid that parking lots are going to be full, like large groups of people to an extent, but mostly related to that they all have cars or are going to be in the parking lot. A lot of parking anxiety. <laughs> um, but I mean, no, none of the actual, you know, large items that you have struggled with in your life. Yeah. So I can attest Adam has this like really strong anxiety surrounding parking and like We'll be driving somewhere and he's just consumed with worry that the parking lot's going to be full and that we'll have to turn around and we won't be able to do whatever the thing is that we set out to do. And it's just so funny because we all have anxieties, right? And like that is something that I would never get anxious about. Whereas on the flip side, all of the things that I used to be anxious about are things that you probably never ever have even thought twice about. So we all have anxieties. Anxiety is an emotion. It's not something that you can get rid of, but you can have a healthy relationship with it. So I want to dive into the next question. Before that, I I like to throw in that (laughs) if anyone out there is owning a company or something, make sure to put plenty of parking for people to be able to get there, please. (laughs) Yeah, love it. So... You saw and were super close to the things that I struggled with on a daily basis. And we talked a little bit about the questions before we started to jump into this interview. And it is really hard because these things happened years ago. And like, 
Adam's memory is just not good. Oh gosh, no. With my, <laughs> with my ADHD, it's I can't remember anything. Like, so it's like you ask me these questions and I'm like, oh, I don't remember things being bad at all. Yeah. Things were always great. Like we did fun things. Like I don't know what you're talking about. Right. And it's just so funny because like, of course I remember like specifics, all the specific moments of like being on an airplane and like freaking out and like I remember being in a train station and bawling my eyes out and having people look at me and having to explain to you what was happening like being in cars I mean (laughs) it's just so funny when you're not living it too though it's like of course not as much of an impact like it, it it's not something that you're constantly thinking about or consumed with and so yeah Adam doesn't really remember a whole lot I of course remember a ton um but the panic attacks you saw these things the the immense fear I had while riding in cars on planes on trips I would call you crying whether I be at work or in a store or driving but I was also really good at hiding a lot of what I was going through on a daily basis like I didn't share literally one of my biggest fears with you for years like years and when I shared my biggest fear with you, I just remember you like literally laughing. So let's <laughs> let's talk about this a little bit. So we had been together for years and the fear of me pooping my pants literally consumed me for years, like years. And it took me years to tell Adam that I had this fear. And so you can imagine we'd be riding in the car and I'd have panic and like 85% of the time that's what it was revolving around. And like when I shared this biggest fear with you that I was so afraid that you would like judge me, shame me, think that I was crazy, like not want to be with me. We were married though. I or no. No, that was before. Yeah, that was before. before. But it was like it was at the point of we had been together for years and right, there was yeah. no out at that yeah. point. Yeah, I think we had moved back from Salt Lake at that point. But like what was your response? Do you remember? Yeah, I told you that I had also booped my pants. Like Okay, not also. I had never actually I had never actually pooped my pants. Get off your high horse. I'm sorry (laughs) that I actually lived your greatest fear. But that was just it. Like you told me literally without hesitation, like, oh, I've definitely pooped my pants in the car before. And I was like, this is a fear that has consumed me for years and that I've been so afraid to say out loud. And you literally just looked at me and told me that this has happened to you. And I was just like... That's no big deal. I'm not... (laughs) I mean, I'm not ashamed of it, but I probably should be in some aspect, but... But it's just, it's just so funny because like the things that you hold on to, the things that you give so much power and, and control over... If, if you just say them, if you just share them, if you just talk about them, like I remember when I shared that with you, I was like, oh my God, like I feel such a relief now. And not that of course it got rid of the fear, but at least it made me feel like I had some release and it didn't have as much power over me. Well, it made me like, I don't know if I thought about it in the moment, but we were talking about it a little bit last night and it's just like, should I be worried when I'm on a train? <laughs> like it's not... It's not like a crazy fear of like, oh, yeah. aliens are going to come down and, you know, it's it's a legitimate yeah. thing and I never yeah. thought about it and, I, you know, it makes total sense. Yeah, and that's just the thing is I think oftentimes when you're struggling with the specific anxious thought, intrusive thought, the fear, you think like this is something that nobody else could right. possibly ever think of. Like yeah. this is not something that anyone else would ever struggle or struggles with. Right. And like it's stuff that probably... 
a lot of people think about or have thought about or have struggled with or like Adam like it's actually happened and it's not a big deal and it's like not something that you should consume yourself with but it's so hard to of course when it's something that is so strong and powerful to you um but I want to ask well somebody in the healthy push community asked do you feel like you could ever grasp what I was fully going through back then no I don't think I could ever you know grasp what you were going through because I had never really dealt with it myself but you know it's one of those I understood the signs and I understood you know that things were happening even if I couldn't understand you know exactly what was going through your brain yeah but it's like you hit on it before like our first flight to like New York City like you were fine going through the airport like you were nervous (laughs) I was not fine (laughs) well like as a normal person flying for the first time would be but you weren't it didn't seem to me like you were you know freaking out and then we got on the plane and then you sat down and you were like, all right, I'm freaking out. And I'm like, well, we're on a plane and you can't go anywhere. So, <laughs> Oh, I remember that like vividly. So Adam had actually surprised me. This was my first flight that Adam's referring to. We literally flew from Maine to New York City, which is like an hour flight. Yeah, it's like 40 minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it didn't matter though. It didn't matter if we were flying 45 minutes or if we were flying literally for 14 hours it was like the thought of being on an airplane and panicking on an airplane was like beyond but you hit on something really important and that it was my first flight like I struggled with anxiety and panic and agoraphobia but like it was my first flight and so many people get anxious about flying and it's totally natural to feel anxious about flying And, like, that is something that you also need to remind yourself of in some moments and give yourself some grace of, like, it is completely natural to experience anxiety in many situations. Yeah. And, I mean, at least it was, it's, like, 10 minutes climbing, ten like, 20 minutes in the air and, like, 10 <laughs> minutes, like, down. It's really, as far as first flights go, that was a pretty easy one. It's not like it was, you know, yeah. seven hours to San Francisco or something. It, it was, it was rough, but... I did it, right? I did it. And then I've flown many, many times after. And granted, many times I have panicked. (laughs) Um, Well, now when we have a daughter, I panic too, probably (laughs) just as much as you do, that she's going to start freaking out on an airplane. But Oh, so that, yeah. And that's another thing. Like, Adam will worry about Amelia on an airplane. And I'm like, that is the least of my concern. I am just like, Amelia is doing great like she's a baby she's a toddler like if she we've flown on three flights with Amelia right and like two of them were international we went to London we went to Aruba and like kids are kids I don't worry like if she screams if she cries whatever (laughs) it was awful but yeah flying now is like enjoyable semi-enjoyable like it it would be more enjoyable in any way (laughs) for me it's more enjoyable of course than it used to be but (laughs) okay so this next one is I know we're probably going to get into some stuff so in our 11 years of being together we've obviously been through a lot not just relating to my struggles but do you ever feel like our relationship suffered specifically because of my struggle with anxiety no, I mean, I don't, again, of the points that I remember, I don't think so. Like, I assume that I got frustrated a lot and not scared, but, like, there were points where I wasn't helpful and you just sit there and you're like, well, okay, and this is happening and 
you try to make, you know, the best of the situation, but, but yeah. no, I don't, not that I can think of. Yeah. Like, I'm not harboring any deep, like, resentment <laughs> or anything. Like, that's what I, like, we were thinking about it last night. Like, I can't think of a single time when you were, you know, having a panic attack or whatever. And I was like, oh, you know, this yeah. is horrible. Like, I don't feel like they were ever in any, like, high stakes moments. You know what I mean? Yeah, I also feel like, so Adam is like an incredibly patient and supportive person. And so I think that that definitely plays into this. Like he is just super patient and he's always been very supportive and he is like one to be quiet and like take things in. And I think he did a lot of like observing and just, you know, figuring out what's helpful, what's not helpful, like what role am I going to play, you know, when Shannon is having a panic attack. But yeah, I mean, I don't feel like our relationship suffered suffered specifically because of my struggle with anxiety. But I can also say that I did a lot of work, right? Like I went to therapy. I went to therapy all the time. Like I saw multiple therapists um, at different seasons in my life for different things not just anxiety and like going into our relationship I had a lot of stuff um I had past traumas I had relationship trauma like I had things that I needed to sort through but I was consistently taking healthy action and like doing the things that I knew I needed to do on my part so that our relationship didn't suffer because of my individual struggles yeah but we also, we did, too... Yeah, we went to couples therapy. Yeah. We did all sorts of fun things together. <laughs> but that was huge because when we first started dating, we, of course, like any couple, you discover things, like whether you're taking past things into your current relationship, there's things that you haven't dealt with that are now, you know, surfacing in your relationship. And Adam and I both had things, and so... We both went to individual therapy and then we came together. We went to couples therapy, which in the beginning of our relationship was hugely important um, because I didn't understand. Adam had communication issues. I had communication issues. Like we worked really hard though at that stuff. And I mean, I think our communication now and for a while now has been really strong and continues to be strong because we consistently remind ourselves of like, we check ourselves like, Hey, we need to, we need to work on our communication. We need to improve it. Like that sort of stuff definitely made it so that our relationship didn't suffer as much. Yes. Yeah. It just took a little while to get there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like any relationship and, and any struggles that anyone has going on. Because it, you know, I had my own struggles, but Adam had his own too. And we, you know, worked through them um, in our own ways. So back to the New York City um, example. So we had like booked many flights, many trips. Like we are super adventurous people. Like I did a lot of this while I was struggling and it was incredibly, incredibly hard on me. And I feel like there were definitely times where you got the brunt of a lot because I just was so consumed. And so did you ever feel like what I was struggling with put more responsibility on you? Yeah, I mean, in a couple ways. Like, the biggest one was that I just felt like I had to take care of you more. Yeah. Like, because your diet was so specialized, like, going back to the plain, you know, stuff, it's just like, 
you know, does Shannon have enough snacks? Is, you know, am I bringing enough books and magazines and stuff on the plane so that <laughs> Shannon won't be bored and think about stuff? A, a lot of that stuff is, is less whether you're going to be okay, like, panic attack wise because I never thought about that stuff like I never planned stuff around whether you were going to have a panic attack like I didn't do any of that it was just making sure that you were not comfortable but that like you were okay in other aspects so like directly to your panic attack like not yeah I mean a little bit but not really that much just because I never thought about it really yeah and it, I, I know, like, we talked about this because it definitely sounds a little bit weird, but it is. Like, Adam truly, he didn't, wasn't facing it every day. And so it, of course, wasn't at the forefront of his mind. And granted, like, the person he was closest to and the person he loved was experiencing it. But he, you know, of course, it wasn't at the forefront. And so for him, he continued to, like, do the things and brought me along. And, like, of course, for me, it was at the forefront of every single thing that we did. Um, But I want to just explain a little bit. So Adam talked about my diet. So my diet being specialized, I have been gluten and dairy-free for, like, a number of years. And so I, like, don't eat a lot of things and I'm sort of picky and so Adam would worry a lot about like whether I just had the basics of what I needed but I also think you definitely had more responsibility because like you were always the one to like plan things and book things and arrange things because like I had so much anticipatory anxiety about trips and doing things and like a lot of it I didn't share with you at the time but when you'd be booking things and you'd be like, oh, we're going to go do this or does this sound fun? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, the adventure is... just like, well, you were really lazy and didn't care and you're like, oh, whatever. So I was like, well, okay, I'll plan it and I'll go off and do it and whatever. No, it was like the super adventurous part of me, like, obviously wanted to say yes and wanted to do everything and wanted to jump at it. But, like, then the anxious part of me was like, you can't do that. Like, what are you, crazy? Like, he's planning that and you're just going to go do that like you can't do that well why do I still plan everything now then oh yeah that's definitely because I just don't I'm not a planner (laughs) I'm fine with the role that I play in that but yeah Adam every trip that we take I mean he I don't I don't even know if you like to plan this is probably an assumption I don't, that I don't like to plan. It's just yeah. it's the same to going back to my ADHD. Like, it's just like lists are the only way I get stuff done. So it's yeah. like, like when we went to Arizona, I made a list of like the 10 hikes that I wanted to do. So I woke up at six o'clock Arizona time. <laughs> and was like, all right, we're going to go hiking now. Like, why isn't anyone else awake? Like, oh yeah. And I've never been, I can't remember ever being that person. Like, it's so funny because being an anxious person, like my my past self I feel like I should have been like this planner in this and I've never been a planner like even to this day Adam plans everything and I'm just like there for the fun and, and there to go along and like just do the fun things and not have to plan any of it <laughs> but I also like I'm not a good like life planner this is a very small oh, pocket yeah. so I'm not mm. like oh I'm gonna pay off my 30 year mortgage early <laughs> and I'm gonna have like none of that stuff this is very central like very small central and fun and adventure yeah exactly okay so you obviously witnessed me having panic attacks in like every place every situation 
in the tough moments, like when I was having a panic attack, how did you support me in those moments without enabling me? So again, like we've talked about, like I didn't really enable you much anyways, because we were already like out and doing things. Like yeah. again, it's like, well, we're here. There's nothing anyone can do about it. So it's like you can, you know, panic, but we don't have to, you know, you're on a plane, like you can panic yeah. all you want, but there's, you can't go anywhere. So but it's, I don't know, just, you know, just the normal, see if you need anything and then just be there. Yeah. I said, I, again, I don't remember too much exactly because they have been, obviously haven't happened in a very long time, but I don't know, just... Yeah. Hanging out, holding hands. <laughs> I, it, there was a lot of that, a lot of that. Like, I feel like you definitely did a good job of just letting me panic and, like, not... Oh, I had no idea what to do. I was like, <laughs> well, I'm going to sit here and... No. Are you okay? I, like... No, I feel like you did. You learned. Like, you learned what was helpful, what wasn't helpful. Because, obviously, there were a lot of moments in the beginning where you would look at me and you're like, just there's nothing to be anxious about. Just calm down. Just relax. And I'm like, are you Let's go on this crowded subway. What's what's wrong with that? There's nothing Uh, wrong. It's just a subway train. Oh, my gosh. And I remember the one we were in a subway, and it was so busy. And I remember, like, just in my brain thinking, I cannot get on that train. I'm going to panic. And I started crying. And, like, you... I, I literally, I don't know if I said, but I remember thinking in my brain, like, we could literally walk. And it was, like, 20 blocks yeah, that we would have had to have walked. And Adam's like, no, we're not walking. Like, that's not happening. And so I think in, in those ways, you definitely didn't enable me. Like, you didn't coddle me. You didn't, you know, say, oh, okay, well, we'll do this instead. Or we'll, you know, just stay home. Or we'll turn around. Like, it was always... I'm too cheap to get an Uber. <laughs> hundred percent Adam and I are both too cheap but like it was in those moments where I think I felt like you know you just let me panic and you didn't try to like help me escape and you literally just held my hand and you talked to me and yeah the moments it was so much learning for both of us because I think a lot of times I didn't tell you what I needed and I didn't communicate and like I got much better at that as the years went on but like in the beginning I held everything in and I didn't share anything and I just like, oh my God, I remember so many times just feeling bad for you because it's like, this poor guy must just be so frustrated at all times. And well, a lot of times like we would be like, we'd drive somewhere, like drive home and then we'd get home and you'd be like, oh my gosh, like I was freaking out that whole yeah. time I was driving and I was like, we were on the highway, like you should have told me or something, uh, like you were driving. Oh yeah, I was like the master at that. And I was just like, well, that was... That's interesting, but I had no idea. I'm probably glad you didn't tell me at the time. (laughs) And I'm sure a lot of people do this, right? Like, you don't want to share it because, for one, it's consuming every part of you. But, two, you're worried that, like, people are going to think that you're crazy or weird or that there's something wrong with you. And, like, I remember, of course, it's so mentally and emotionally and physically draining to deal with anxiety and panic on a daily basis. But then when you're in the moment and you're trying to, like – get through this thing all on your own when there are people around that can help and support you. And rather than just to like out with it and say it, I would literally just hold on to it and I would give it more power and I would let it grow. And like, 
I remember getting home many a times and just like crashing and being like dead to the world because I had just for however long, you know, gone through this thing all on my own. So along those lines, <laughs> there were obviously moments where you witnessed me upset and crying and angry and there were definitely moments where you pointed out some things that I was doing that you knew and I like deep down knew wouldn't support my recovery, like drinking lots of alcohol (laughs) and taking on too much work and just school. I mean, when Adam and I were together, I, we had like moved multiple places, like to different States. Like I was always working full time and like in really high pressure jobs and I was in school and like trying to juggle everything and I just I didn't set healthy boundaries. So I'm assuming really long story short there were times when my decisions and things that I did were frustrating to you. So did you ever get frustrated with me? <laughs> Again like I am sure there were many and many times but I don't remember much. Like, the one big thing was when you would have two or three glasses of wine, and then I think, like, your mask kind of dropped, and then you would get very angry and then just start hammering away at things that were not good. And, like, those were our, like, terrible crash course into, like, unregulated therapy that was just, like, were horrible for everyone. No offense. Oh, no. But they were awful. Yeah. Um, 100%. I'm very glad that neither of us drink alcohol anymore. <laughs> so this is obviously like a delicate thing to talk about, but I can now say that something that Adam pointed out for years and is that I never had a healthy relationship with alcohol ever. I drank to feel less anxious. I drank to hopefully not panic. I drank to find a better balance. I drank to run away from deep hurt and pain and a lot of emotions. And so many times I remember Adam like having very serious conversations with me and he saw the effects of course, not just like the, you know, stuff that built up, but he saw the effects of like me drinking and then the next day being super anxious and just all over the place or even the night of like it was never good and yeah it it was so hard and it was such a healthy decision for me to say goodbye to alcohol and I definitely have a very very occasional rare drink at like a wedding or an event or something but um, my relationship with alcohol now is extremely healthy Um, but you know Adam definitely at times sat me down and said hey like this thing that you're doing I know isn't helpful or healthy and like you need to take a look at it and I want to help you figure this out and of course if you've ever had somebody point out something like this to you it can be really really challenging and I so many times remembered pushing back and being like I do not have a problem with alcohol like leave me alone but I definitely had an issue and it was something that led to anxiety and panic and yeah, it was such a healthy decision for me. But I, you know, I read this question and I thought to myself, you know, did Adam ever get frustrated with me? And I was like, if I flipped this, (laughs) I'm not nearly as patient as Adam. And I can imagine 
the amount of times that, like, I cried and got upset and, like, just, I don't know, I feel like rained on your parade, we're all human. And, like, we all have very human responses. And I think at times I know that you had to have gotten frustrated because I would have too. But, like, this is the very human part about us that, you know, it's really important to work to have a healthy relationship with the person that you're with and also support them in a healthy way and like to be human to be able to be human like we all get frustrated not just when you're struggling with anxiety panic or agoraphobia so it's just really important to you know acknowledge the things that you might be doing that aren't you know helpful to you on your recovery journey and working to make some changes and also just owning some of your stuff right like I finally owned the whole alcohol thing (laughs) and it made our relationship worlds better, like worlds better. (laughs) But I mean, that's good advice for anyone or any relationship or anything at any point, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. So somebody asked this question and I'm, I'm gonna let Adam answer it, I promise, but I feel like I have to preface it a little bit. So somebody asked, how did you cope with me not always being willing to go places and do things? And I think we've talked about this a lot. Um, And for those who don't already know, so I struggled with severe panic disorder and agoraphobia, but I was never housebound. Like Adam and I moved from Maine to Utah, from Utah to Massachusetts, Massachusetts back to Maine. We traveled, um, you know, I always worked full time. I was in school. Like I, a lot of times put on a facade. Like I, I probably, you know, quote, seemed normal and like wasn't struggling with severe panic and agoraphobia but I I was and it was incredibly tough for me to be far from home but I did it on a regular basis like I did all the hard things even the little things like getting in the car going to stores like all that stuff but I want to talk about one of the most beautiful things about our relationship and it's that we have a lot of similarities we're both super adventurous. We love to travel. We love to spend time outdoors. And this is one of the reasons why I was so drawn to Adam. Back when I was struggling, I wanted so badly to be in the place that I'm in today. And you guys know I'm a really emotional person, so I'm going to get emotional. I knew that Adam would help me to get to where I am today because I saw his love of adventure and just to live life and I knew that that love that he had for nature and to be outdoorsy and to go on adventures was just as strong as his love for me and so I knew that he wasn't going to give up the fun stuff and I knew that he was going to keep pushing me to do things and to have fun and I knew that he would always support me in a loving and supportive way And so it's like I had an accountability partner all the time, like somebody that would always encourage me to show up and keep pushing myself and to keep doing the things and to not shy away from the hard stuff. So... Does this mean like when I want to go hiking in the summertime and wake up at four in the morning so there's parking that I can play this back and I'll be like, oh, you wanted to make sure we have fun and adventure. Let's okay. go. No, because that oh, is okay. not fun. Oh, okay. that's just me. Okay. Oh, waking up at four in the morning is not fun. Um, But yeah, I know there had to have been times, right, where I wasn't like game to do things, um, whatever it was that you had planned or wanted to do. Like, can you remember, you know, 
were there times that you felt like disappointed or upset because I like couldn't do something or didn't want to? Not particularly. Like I really can't think of anything off the top of my head. Yeah. I am sure over the years there's been stuff, but (laughs) I know I I can't like we've done all most of the hikes that like we set out to do like yeah most of that like most of the ones we haven't done are just logistics they weren't you know anything to do with your panic or anything and like I don't know I'm sure that there's been a few times where you're like oh yeah I don't want to do that and it's just like well okay that's fine whether that's panic or you just you know didn't want to do it in general there's there's lots of those things but it's yeah I I really I, I can't think of anything where you were like I don't want to do this because it's going to make me anxious like no yeah I mean so there were definitely times and this goes back to like I didn't share a lot of things because I remember like a couple of things (laughs) that we had you had talked about doing like we were in New York and the group that we were with and you like wanted to do this gondola ride to an island and I was just like uh, no. Like, but I put it off as in like, oh no, that's like not something I'd be interested in doing right now. Like, I just don't feel like doing that. Like, I don't, I probably made up other excuses, but it was like being on a gondola with other people and like, what if I have a panic attack? What if I freak out? What if everyone sees it? What if something bad happens? And I was immediately like, no. So I was just like, oh no, that doesn't sound like a good time. Or, like, when we... But everyone else on the gondola would be thinking, (laughs) wow, I hope this gondola doesn't break up here or something, like... Uh, Potentially, right? But the other one was, we were living in Utah, and you, like, wanted to go down into this cave, and you could, like, do swimming and stuff, and... I remember just being like, no, like, I don't know. That doesn't sound, but. I thought it was just because you don't like to go swimming. That was because of your panic? <laughs> oh. oh gosh. And that was on the Real Housewives the other day. And I was like, oh my gosh, that brought back a whole bunch of fresh memories on how I was never able to do that. Oh my God. Side note, we watched the Real Housewives. Um, yeah, no, that was purely like, I'm going to go down in a cave and swim And, like, yeah, just all the things that I said. Like, what if I panic? What if something bad happens? Like, how far are we away from, quote, safety? Like, all the, all the things. And, like, so. (laughs) So there were so many moments where, like, I, you know, I, I wanted to do them. And, like, I just. Well, now I want a list of other cool stuff (laughs) that I wanted to do that you didn't want to do. But this is the great part, though, right, about our relationship is that, you know, I have come so far and like we are both just we have a lot of things in common and the things that we have in common are really really important to us like they are deep-rooted things that are part of our value system like a big piece of our lives and you know being in a relationship with somebody where you have you share a lot of that with I think it's a must and of course the person has to be supportive and I you know, can say I have definitely been in relationships that have not been supportive and that have been the complete opposite of my relationship with Adam. And they made my struggle with anxiety and panic so much worse. So, so much worse. And yeah, that's a whole nother topic in and of itself that I will do in a later podcast episode. But I think it's just really important to develop a healthy relationship and to do the hard work that you have to do together and to be supportive of the other person because, of course, it wasn't always just about my struggle with 
anxiety. Adam had things that he struggled with that I supported him through too. So, uh, every time I talk about parking, you <laughs> be quiet and that it'll be fine. And there's never been any parking problems. So. Uh, I know I try to get you to remember the realities and that we've never once shown up to a place and not been able to park. Except for... No, no. Okay, we parked, but we had to take a school bus with ski boots on for 10 minutes. <laughs> with a three call, and a half yeah, year old. Yeah, I call that one a win for me, so... <laughs> All right, so let's end it on this one. What advice, Adam, do you have for those supporting someone who's struggling? It's, I mean, it's just a mixture of everything we talked about. Like, you have to change, like, who you are and who you're, you know, the way you think about stuff, but not change, you know, deep down who you are as a person. So, like, you have to mold yourself to be supportive in everything for this other person, but not so much that you create, you know, like a a shell or a case for them where they can just sit and not get better. Yeah. But also not push them off of a cliff and just you know, <laughs> throw them into horrible, horrible situations one after another to try to cure them. Like, Yeah. I think this is like the big part, right, of like just helping someone to learn and grow and like do that alongside of them. Because like you're not going to change who you are as a person. Like, I don't know, right? Like, do you feel like you changed who you were as a person to best support me? Yeah, I mean, I think we both changed. Well, no, like my communication <laughs> skills were horrible and, you know, yeah. we did that together and it, you know. I but like who we are is people. No, I mean, I'm yeah. awesome and that's not going to change, <laughs> but like yeah, I've changed aspects of myself to make it better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, same. I mean, obviously we all learn and grow and we do it, you know, alongside of each other. And I would say really importantly The people that you need in your life, like the people you need will love you and will support you and they'll stick around. And those are the people that are meant to be in your life. And, you know, they can't do the work for you. Like Adam could never do the work for me, but he could always lovingly support me as long as I was taking the healthy action, as long as I was doing my part. And I think that's really the most important thing. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right. Maybe we'll do a future episode again with Adam, but he is definitely like, <laughs> how about no? Um, but if you guys have any questions for Adam, um, we can think about doing a, another episode, but I hope you found this helpful. And if you're supporting someone who is struggling, just immense amount of love and support to you I know that oftentimes it might not feel like you're doing a good job but you are doing a good job and remember you cannot fix or cure or get over somebody's struggles for them they have to do the work and all you can do is support them along the way I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Healthy Push. If you want more, head on over to ahealthypush.com for the show notes and lots more tips, tools, and inspiration that will support your recovery. And if you're hoping for me to cover a certain topic, be sure to join my Instagram community at A Healthy Push and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next.